and Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. There in Judges 4, we're looking at one of the women in the Bible who many women and some men are using as a reason that women should be pastors and preaching before mixed congregations in the church. Now we know that the New Testament plainly tells us, the Holy Spirit writing through Paul, that women are not to be leaders in the church assembly. It's not saying that women ought to be silent all the time and that they shouldn't witness the people in general in their life, in their lives. It's saying that they should not be in the position of leadership in churches while, while the assembly is together. And really the Bible really doesn't speak well of women ruling in the home. You can look in Titus telling them to be uh, keepers at home and these kind of things. All over the New Testament is telling the women to be managers at home, not just of the home. And even in a social arena, when a woman is leading nations and institutions, the Bible doesn't do anything but call it a shame. Not that women can't do it, but it's not the ideal that the Lord has set up. The man is the head of the woman and Christ is the head of the man. And the Lord, that is the Father in heaven, is the head of Christ. And then, of course, the children are at the bottom of that, or the last part of that, that chain. It's just plain that the Bible says this, and that that is the ideal that God has set up. And there are some people who use Deborah and a few other women in the Bible that I think we've mentioned in this ministry, and God willing, we'll mention again. They use Deborah here as a reason for women to be leaders. Judges 4, verse 4, right there at the beginning. But you'll notice in the Old Testament, the children of God and Israel, they had this roller coaster ride all the time where they're with God and then they're not walking with God. And then they're with God and they're not walking with God. And when they're not walking with God, God allows them to be taken over or conquered by people who hate the real God. And the people who are supposed to be loving the real God, the nation that he set up, they go away from the Lord. And that's a picture of what happens to Christians sometimes. We get blessed. We have some victories in the spirit. We have some blessings that come in the natural, all those things. And we get puffed up. We get too confident in ourselves. And that's what was happening back here. You see right there in verse 1 of chapter 4, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And that's telling us that the blessings were almost too good. The victories were there for them. And so they started to turn from the Lord. And they thought that it was of their own efforts is the quickest way to say that. Basically, the men are the leaders. And so when the men go bad, the nation's going to go bad. And then women feel like they have to step up, which in a way they have to because the men are not fit now. They're not fit leaders. So the women and even children are stepping up to lead the nation, that nation back then and the nations today. If you can bring it to the present day. The children of Israel again did evil on the side of the Lord. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan. So the Lord allowed that to happen because, hey, you're not giving me the honor and the glory that is mine. So I'm going to let enemies take you over. And this Jabin had a captain of his host, basically his military leader, right-hand man named Sisera. So the children of Israel are crying out unto the Lord because it says Sisera had 900 chariots of iron and for 20 years, this Jabin and this Sisera mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And so then we go 
we come to the verse that we mentioned there at the beginning, Deborah, a prophetess. So the Bible does say she's a prophetess. Basically, she is a woman of, of God. The Bible calls her a prophetess, so we got to go with that. So in that way, the people who are using devil to justify women being leaders, they do have a point. God looked on her with some favor, but that was not the ideal. The men were not fit. The men are the ones who led the children of Israel, the children of God, to go against God, to forget him, basically, and think it was all of their own efforts or their own intelligence or discernment, all those things. So Deborah stepped up and she was judging Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Again, this was not the ideal. And this is not the standard that should be used, especially in the New Testament church, as being used for women being pastors and preaching and teaching the men in the assembly. Again, a woman can witness the people in her daily life. You see in the New Testament, I think it was Priscilla and Aquila, a man and a woman, a couple who were helping to teach a young man who had a lot of zeal for the Bible and for the Lord, but he didn't have the knowledge that he needed. And so they kind of took him aside and taught him some things. So right there, you'll see Priscilla was included in that in helping this young man in the New Testament know how to properly preach or properly witness. But that was not in the, that was not in the assembly. They took this man aside. But here we've got Deborah. She got Barak and encouraged him and, and challenged him and charged him up to lead the other man in the battle. Now you got to notice she's charging him up. Now he asked her to go with him, but she went with him. And she was kind of pushing him downhill, I guess you can say. But she was not putting herself as the military or spiritual leader. She put him in that place. And yes, he needed encouragement from her. He needed her to basically hold his hand. But you go to Hebrews chapter 11, the so-called Hall of Faith. And again, I always say I don't really like that name for that chapter because the Hall of Fame is like a worldly kind of honor that is given to people who, if you'll notice, any Hall of Fame that you'll look at in the world, they're always Christ rejectors, the people that they put up. They're always used. The Hall of Fame if we're talking about sports or the Hollywood Walk of Fame and those kind of things, those people are always against Jesus Christ. They're always against the Bible. I mean, the very idea of the Walk of Fame with stars, you got a star on the Walk of Fame, and that includes people like Donald Trump, who is an actor. Remember, he's an actor. And all the other actors, they get those stars on the Walk of Fame for tricking people. This is not hard to see. You, don't, you shouldn't need anybody to tell you that, really. Do you think those people are, ought to be honored, Christian? They're not. They get that honor because they tricked us. They get that honor because they're working for the devil. The devil wants Hollywood and all of his trappings and all of those connections. So, but that's a whole other avenue that we can go down another time. But you look there in Hebrews chapter 11, where all these saints from the Old Testament are mentioned. And there in Hebrews, Hebrews 11, Chapter uh, Hebrews 11, verse 32. What more, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and of the prophets. Well, right there in the middle of verse 32, it mentions Barak. It does not mention Deborah right there. Now in 31, it does mention the harlot Rahab. 
but she wasn't trying to preach and teach in the church. And nobody uses her as an example of why women should be the pastors or pastors, as I've heard people call them. Deborah shouldn't be used for that. Again, she was there because the men were failing. And that's what we have right now, to be honest. Men are not being bold in the Lord, in the Bible. They're not stepping up and doing what they need to do. I should say what we need to do. But I don't want to be part of that problem. I'm going to speak what the Bible says in boldness in the right time and place. You are supposed to preach in season and out of season. But there are times when you can't really witness in that way. Sometimes you've got to walk it out before somebody instead of just speaking words from the Bible. Some people can't take the Bible in that way. They can't take a, a memorized verse that I, I might have on my lips. Sometimes they've got to see me live it before they can take the words. That being said, Deborah did help Barak. She encouraged him. She charged him up to go against Sisera. So Sisera has all these chariots and apparently Barak doesn't have all this machinery. You know, you think of chariots as something primitive in our time. We've got all these fast cars and vehicles and those kind of things, flying vehicles as well. But we really don't know what they had back then. I think that some of us will be very surprised or maybe dismayed as we mock and scoff at what they had back then in the way of tools and weapons. But I think a lot of people now would die if you go up against a Cicero, if you brought those things into this time. We wouldn't be able to stand against them. A lot of people now are so weak. They're so into entertainment. They're just eating popcorn and chips and cheese doodles on their sofa, watching Netflix. You wouldn't be able to fight a Cicero. Most people wouldn't be able to do that. So you have to be careful about mis underestimating the power that an army back then would have had. Those men were definitely possessing of more fortitude than we have right now, overall. And again, I don't want to be part of this weak generation. I want to keep my body fit, my mind fit, sober. I want to be spiritually fit to lead my family and anyone else that God puts under my charge. I don't want to have to have a Deborah come and encourage me. I want to be encouraged in the Lord. You see two times in Judges chapter 4, where basically Deborah is using the word of God to encourage Barak. Barak realizes that she's right. She believes the Bible probably more than most of the women and men in her area of that nation. You see verse 6. She sent and called Barak. Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw together Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulun. And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. And then verse 9, The Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Here you go to verse 14. This is Deborah talking to Barak again. Up for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord going out before thee? The Lord has already said that you're going to win, Barak. You got this. I'm just here to be the voice to, to encourage you. So Barak went down. Again, she had to encourage him twice there. And then just after that, Barak is leading his men into battle. And Cicero's men are confused. Even though he's got all his machinery, he's got superior numbers, I, I think. Got superior tools, weapons, chariots. But the men that were under Cicero got confused somehow. Cicero ends up running away. As all his men are being slaughtered by Barak's men. Barak's chasing him. And Cicero flees away to the home 
of a friend of his and who was there but his friend's wife, Jael, Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. And Jael, Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned into her, and when he had turned in unto her, unto the tent, she covered him with a mantle, a rug. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Why she give him milk or butter instead of water? Well, I don't know. But right here, it doesn't matter why. She's appearing to hide Sisera from Barak's pursuing forces. She's hiding him in a tent. Sisera is saying to Jael, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be if when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here? That thou shalt say, no. And so he trusts Jael. He falls asleep. He's probably tired from running. Jael took a nail of the tent and took a hammer into her hand and went softly unto him, Sisera, and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground. She must have some strength. Sisera was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And then Jael came out to meet, uh, came out to meet Barak. And told him that she had killed Sisera. Remember there back in verse 9 of chapter 4 of Judges. The Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah was a prophetess. So she saw this. But again the Bible mentions Barak in Hebrews 11. It doesn't mention Deborah. Deborah was a woman of God. But she was really not meant to be the judge of Israel. She was there because the men had messed up. And you'll notice Jael, you always hear about Deborah, but you don't ever hear anybody talk about Jael, do you? Where was Jael? She was a keeper at home, as the New Testament says a wife is to be. She was in her place. A lot of people don't like when you say you need to stay in your place, but the Bible does have a place for men and for women and for children. If you don't understand that or don't believe that, you probably got a messed up Bible that you're reading. We're going to stick with the King James Bible here. Jael is in her place, a keeper at home. And she was still a powerful woman in that place. And she killed a mighty man who had all these other men under him. And was in control of all these weapons and machinery. And the person who says that a woman who is a, what they call a housewife, that she's lacking in some way. But this woman was not lacking. She did a mighty thing for the Lord. In verse 24, and the hand of the children of Israel prospered. And prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. And then in chapter 5, Deborah, Deborah and Barak basically singing a duet about what had happened. The point we're making here is we're powerful in our place. When we're doing what the Lord asks us to do, you don't have to make excuses to get out of that place. You don't have to take somebody out of the Bible and take them out of context like a Deborah and make them your reason to be a rebel or to make up something that you say God said, but you didn't say. We just all want to be powerful in our place. We want to ask the Lord where that place is and what we're supposed to do there. And the only way to find out the answer to that is not by following our heart, but it's by finding out what the Bible actually says we're supposed to do. And when the men are not doing what they're supposed to do, of course the women feel like they have to step up. They really have to sometimes. And that's where we are now. That is part of what the devil is doing and has done here in 2021. Where the men are milk toast, weak, whiny, pathetic men overall. 
but that was by design. That is not some result of an evolution socially. This was a design in all kinds of ways to make men silent and take away their boldness and put the woman in front and make them roar like lions. This is not some natural thing that happened. This was a plan and it's working very well. And it's gonna continue until the end of this thing when Jesus comes and sets things right. Thank you.